previously on episode two of The Trident. I'll tell you what I felt like. Ashamed, deflated, angry, worthless. Mary and Lena fell prey to their predatory boss, Howard. Is there a part of me that resents Mary for not warning me? Shit, yeah, but I also understand. But June went into attack mode, and it was clear to her friends that she wouldn't stop until the attacker became the attacked. I wasn't about to let them just sit around like bruised animals looking their wounds. I was determined to help them get even. This is episode three of five of The Trident. I'm Natalie Burnish, and this is Podtree. Three, one order of sweet and sour revenge. Like any victim of sexual abuse, Mary and Lena were never the same after their encounter with Howard. They kept on going to work and pretending like nothing had happened, but inside, they were silently suffering. Lena and I both thought about quitting, but we needed the job, and that would have been given all the power to him. But seeing him every day was excruciating. Even though they were sulking around her apartment, June didn't turn her back on her newfound friends. She was incredible. I started going home to my mom's, but June insisted Mary and I stay with her. Anybody else would have been like, yeah, go to your mom's. What Mary and Lena didn't know was that their victimization empowered June. While their wounds were too fresh to contemplate anything but survival, June was plotting their revenge. When you're born a woman, You're born a victim. I'm not succumbing to that or saying we're martyrs. Let me elaborate. Even with the best intentions, when you come out female from day one, you're condescended to, you're objectified, you're judged by how you look, you're judged on who you are in the context of being a woman. Men are not evaluated like that, and for fuckers like Howard, that truth is built into their DNA. They're predators because they can be. I mean, they feel that they're entitled to be. There's nothing telling them not to be. So this was a vision quest for womanhood? Are you trivializing it? No, no, by no means. No, look, I'm not an angry woman, Natalie, and I am well aware that I am privileged beyond anyone's wildest imagination, but this is just reality. A dance as old as humanity itself, and it's a reality that even the best men and the best women can't avoid. It is baked into all of us. Without the knowledge of her friends, June set out to ruin Howard. She started by hacking into Howard's email. And with the nearly NSA-level cybersecurity access she had at her father's Pentagon-contracted company, that was child's play. So one night, June sits us down and shows us an email thread she'd printed out. Mary and I sat there reading it. We couldn't believe what we were seeing. What Mary and Lena were reading was a long, lewd email between Howard and some high school girl. Mary was shocked. Lena was disgusted, but also delighted at seeing something that would expose Howard's lechery. It was detailed and gross. Totally shocking, but not... I asked June where she got it, then she told me she didn't get it, she wrote it. 
June had created this entire email chain and invented this completely fictional, oversex Lolita from scratch. June explained to her friends that she intended to send the fake email chain to Howard and to accidentally CC Jacqueline. Her meeting that night was to ask permission from her friends to go ahead with her already fully formed plan. Lena spoke first. We both thought about it quietly for a little bit. Then we were like, fuck yeah, fuck him, do this. June had created a full online presence for Howard's fictional nymphette, who in the emails referred to herself as Lusty Baker. Courtesy of June, Lusty had a Facebook and Instagram account and a social media history that stood up to scrutiny. Mary, how did you feel about this revenge plot of June's? I think it was the first time I'd smiled in about a month. It felt so good to know that we might be getting a little justice of our own. And how awesome was it that June took the effort to do this for us? She wasn't the one who was attacked. June sent Lusty's email, and it landed with the quiet thud they'd all hoped for. The chill between Jacqueline and Howard in the office was palpable, complete with slamming doors between offices and silent chilling stares between the husband and wife dot-com millionaires. It was totally satisfying to see them so unhappy. And it was also awesome being able to tell everyone in the office what the big fight was about. It was kind of sad, too, in a way. It was sad because Lena says as she looked into the eyes of her young female co-workers as they found out the nature of the fight between Howard and Jacqueline, she could tell by their reactions which of them had already fallen prey to Howard. It was messed up. At the same time, it felt good. Because now the word was out. A lot of people felt vindicated. And now no one in the office could say that they hadn't been warned. The timing of the scandal couldn't have been worse for Howard and Jacqueline. What nobody knew was that Monkey Teeth was deep in negotiation with a gigantic tech company to buy the website outright for an obscene amount of cash and stock. So you invented this whole person, really. This whole situation for Howard. Did you feel like you got some justice? See, that's just the thing. There really is no justice. No punishment. You can give a man that's comparable to what a man can do to a woman. What men do to women every day. But before June and her roommates could keep the game going, Howard's IT forensic investigative team squashed the ruse. Yes, Lusty the high school Lolita was trackable online. But when they tried to track her down outside the alternative universe of the internet, formerly known as the real world, they found out she didn't exist at all. This was enough to assure Jacqueline that Howard was telling the truth and that the teenage nymphomaniac was in fact a cruel prank. Lena says that made things even worse for her. Howard was so goddamn cocky after that, running around the office screaming about internet security, acting like he was the fucking victim. Howard's vindication hollowed out any victory the trident felt. In fact, it left Mary feeling even more empty than before. The fake email wouldn't have ultimately satisfied the Trident anyway. What the three women wanted to do was expose Howard for the sex offender he was. Their ultimate dream was to shatter his sense of safety and confidence, in the same way he and so many others before him have shattered that basic right in countless other women's lives. They had a true taste for revenge, 
but the very dynamic between men and women, physical strength, the patriarchy, years of dominance, seemingly prohibited that. Or did it? Well, we just thought we'd spend the rest of our lives haunted knowing there was this monster free-range raping. Luckily, we were wrong. Without the knowledge of her two friends, June was brewing another idea aimed at turning the tables on Howard to seek out some real retribution. So June, what was driving you so hard to get even with someone you'd never even met? We've all met Howards. I mean, if men were regularly made to feel what it's like to be so thoroughly debased and humiliated by a woman they trust, maybe things could change. But hurting Howard wouldn't undo Mary and Lena's pain. No, it wouldn't undo their pain, but I thought it was worth a try. Yeah, maybe it could even be a tiny bit of fun. Deep down, these women wanted everyone to see Howard for who he was. They didn't want to just ruin him privately. They wanted to ruin him thoroughly, to ravish him. They wanted to trap the rat, not the other way around. Coming up on episode four of The Trident. Okay, he's left the room. I'm ready for him. I hope the camera's ready. I've got the stun gun ready. June succeeds at cornering the rat. Do you like what you see? Uh, I don't actually. And springs a trap Howard won't ever forget. We were shitting a brick. (laughs) That's on the next episode of The Trident. Trident was written, directed, and edited by Scott Firestone for the original podcast, Pod Dreams. The role of June March was performed by Laura Faye Smith. Julia Brandy Polchin played Lena Barrett, and Jessica Liz Adams played Mary Davidson. The role of Howard Black was played by Scott Firestone. And the role of the narrator, Natalie Burnish, was played by me, Brittany Grable. The Trident is a work of fiction and a production of Pod Dreams. Any resemblance to actual events or persons, living or dead, is entirely coincidental. For more stories of aspiration and wish fulfillment, visit poddreams.com.